Now you're in love with my wife? Really you lay one finger but on We've her. got it from here. I, I, I need like a recipe for a protein shake or I'll something. Fall I'll call you. Off a cliff! Right, young man. Breaks around. Steven! <laughs> Hello and give us the body, or at least give us the ears, because welcome back to Dancing in the Moon Night, our Moon Night retrospective here on Best Film Ever and Talking the Mickey. My name's Ethan. My name's Ian. What, sh what, what, what show is this that we're doing? I I think I think it's Moon Night. I, I feel like honest. I have woken up in a different facility yeah. with very little memory of, yeah. of, 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 of the man I used to be uh, <laughs> and just sitting here going, <laughs> like the faces are familiar, but I'm going, it's uh, different. Something's different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a huge irony because with that, this episode dropped, we had about five or six people message the pod going, can't oh, yeah. wait to hear what you guys make of this. <laughs> and that's a little place I like to call two weeks ago. So yeah, uh, sorry. Real life got in the way. Yeah, no. So I was like, yeah, cool. We'll get this out. We're ready to go. Uh, I, I, we had some stuff get in the way and I was like, okay, maybe before episode five. So when this comes out, it might be Tuesday. Who knows? Who knows? I think it could be. So either you've got a day until the finale or the finale has happened. So oh, I, I'd hope we can get this out before the finale. Jeez. Oh, I'm, ho I'm hoping so. Yeah. I'll make, I'll make sure of it. But no, hi, welcome to, I'm going to say this is a, this is a catch up for what you, you need to remember to go into the finale now. On the bright side, like we are going to be yeah. bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Theoretically. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to have to pretend that I don't remember anything that happens between episodes. Oh, okay, because I don't. I've stopped. Yeah. I'm still on four. So as soon as we get uh, done this, I'm going to go watch five. But I was like, so you really are going to have to, because I'm going to yeah. be like, oh, I don't spoiler it for me. I, I will say with this, it's very, it's easy not to, because it's so. Compartmentalized. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, which is which is easy. Plus, it's been a lot of time since I watched five, so I don't remember right. little things. But we're doing episode four, the tomb, and uh, after the the recap of Conchu uh, has been turned into stone after messing with the stars twice in one day, and Mark and Stephen losing their ability to be the Moon Knight, we open with an upside down little reverse shot. The the Loki uh, turn, as I'm calling it, is. Uh, I think I again. I don't know if you liked this show. Or not, I liked like, it. Yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay it with it. It here. works with it. It feels yeah. like there's a reason for it here, as opposed yeah. to Loki's just like it's like a clock. I guess the best I can go <laughs> with is it's like a clock, yeah. but really serves no narrative function. It's thematic at best, yeah. and it's it's a tenuous link at best. Yeah, and we see one of the uh, Egyptian god avatars with the stone version of Khonshu placing uh, him amongst the other gods that have been imprisoned, and there are a lot of gods. I think I saw Anubis. I want to say one looked like Anubis, but it's it's a lot of Egyptian gods. And uh, I saw an old bus. So if you saw Anubis, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was I, terrible. I, I will say, like the number of uh, Egyptian gods we saw at yeah. the summit or the council, whatever it was that we want to call yeah. that, and then you look at how many Egyptian gods have been mummified in this tomb. Mm. Um, probably a good four to one ratio of oh, of yeah. ones that they've gotten rid of versus the ones who remain yeah and uh, we have our titles and afterwards we cut to layla trying to wake steven up in the desert after he sort of passed out and before she can do anything harrow's men arrive and start shooting at her and i wrote in my notes i can't see so i'm gonna guess because it's it's very dark it's very dark i don't know if i had yeah. the same problem maybe the 75 inch tv helps with that um yeah 
Yeah, it, it, it's a thing now, isn't it? Everything gets shot yeah. in suit. Like, it, have you seen the Batman yet? No, not oh, yet. But it's I've, I've so heard it's really dark. dark. Uh, Game of Thrones is like what started. It was so dark near the end. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, it's okay if we can see stuff. It's okay. Um, yeah, they were shooting at her. Yeah. Uh, and she hides Mark and chases after one of the trucks behind her and then hides behind her truck. And Interesting. Uh, you said it. she hides Mark and not Steven, because apparently we opened with Steven unconscious. Oh, I, is Mark you know the what? default? Is that what we're doing? Is Mark is Mark I, the default? I meant Steven in my notes. I just write whoever. <laughs> There's a point where I put Mark's name instead of Layla's and I realized I'd done something weird. That's a step too far. Yeah. And uh, she enters her truck from the previous episode and tries to get a knife to spy all the car headlights and she lays low with the truck and Harrow's men see Steven's body and thinks he's dead. So Layla uses a, a flare to distract them, then throws another flare onto their truck and it uh, causes the ammunitions to explode. And Steven just is there and wakes up and stares in awe at her. And we go to the next morning as the two drive to their location from the stars that were given. And Layla says that, you know, she's going to need Mark to come out so they can fight Harrow's men because Steven's, um, Steven's not the best at fighting. How do I say, uh, politely, I guess. Yep. And Stephen says, you know, uh, no way, because our deal was that Mark would give up the body and he would just disappear. And Layla, understandably, is very upset by this because the deal meant that Mark would disappear in, on her again. And Stephen says, well, hasn't he already disappeared once? And Also the uh, idea that she was sidestepped in that conversation. Yeah. And uh, so it's just Stephen and Layla on the open road, they say. And, uh, they arrive at their destination, but they go on foot. Uh, oh, hang the- on. Hang yeah. on. <laughs> Because this was really funny. Because yeah. Stephen goes, it's me and you on the open road. We're here. <laughs> it's like it's like a violent uh, halt as well. So like he properly gets hit by it. And uh, they have to do some walking to avoid detection. And after a while of walking, they come upon a sort of a, a cave system to the tomb. And we see that Harrow's men have already arrived and made base camp. And while searching for supplies and tents, Stephen and Mark have a chat about uh, Stephen being scared and Mark needing to come out. And Mark says, you know, I've, I've been in similar situations like this before. And Stephen says, well, so have I too, physically. So it must be muscle my brain, all that. <laughs> and Stephen says, you know, I'm not alone either. I've got Layla. And Mark teases him for being in love with his wife. Mm-hmm. And... Um, he, he's even saying, oh, no, I, maybe it's just what, what she needs and ignores Mark and uh, Layla and Stephen get ready to abseil down into the tomb. And she says that he smells like Mark and goes to kiss him. And Stephen, instead of doing that, tells, you know, Mark's been trying to protect you from Konshu so you don't become his avatar. And she says, well, I don't need protection. And she just needs honesty, which is more of a Stephen thing. So Stephen yep. then goes and kisses her and she kisses back. <laughs> and uh, after that, Layla goes down first and alone by himself, Mark makes Stephen punch himself in the face. And we have this great reveal as uh, Layla yeah. has made it to the ground. And it's from the inside the cave, the entrance mm-hmm. of the cave towards the outside. And you see her. And then in the background, <laughs> you just see Mark like eat it. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's remarkable. I've forgotten so much of this episode, but your recap is bringing it all back. So well done. Oh, I'm I'm proud of that. There you go. And uh, after Stephen falls down, he's immediately in excitement and awe of all the statues in the tomb. And uh, he sees that Layla's written uh, a message in the sand, uh, like two two letters or two numbers. And she says it's for her father, who was an archaeologist, and he had a dream worth dying for. And he eventually did. 
And Stephen consoles her and says that he thinks that her father would be beaming to see Layla standing amongst this tomb. So they then venture down and it turns out to be a maze with six different paths. And they also find bullet casings around in the maze. And I wonder what that's about. That'll come back later. And Stephen then uses the sand on uh, a part of the tomb to make the Eye of Horus. And it turns out that the maze is made to look like the eye and the different parts of the uh, drawing of the eye. And the final avatar they realized was a pharaoh. And the Eye of Horus uh, was the eye of uh, the kind uh, showing the six senses. And one of those sites, which is the long line with the spiral, is the tongue which would be correct since the av- to follow since the avatar is Ahmed's voice. So they go down the path of the tongue and they stumble upon a table full of fresh blood and human meat. And as they go further, they see more blood and bone. So they choose another opening. So Stephen goes up first and climbs up and he starts to read that Ahmed is bound uh, to an Ushakti, which is what the statues turn out to be called. And he also finds loads of freshly filled canopic jars, uh, which has all the different guts of different people who were sacrificed. And while looking around, gunfire from Harrow's men can be heard. And then the sound of clicking tongues can be heard from just in the distance as this monstrous, horrific creature throws one of Harrow's men on the altar from before. And this is the police officer from episode two with the, uh, with the accent. Yes. Yeah. And we, I wonder, I might, we might see him later. Who knows? And uh, it cuts him apart and puts his innards within all the jars. And Layla goes to make an escape and knocks a jar and it makes noise. Because I was, the first time I was uh, watching this, I started doing my notes and I put, I wrote down before it happened, Layla knocks a jar and it makes noise. And on cue, Layla make, make, uh, knocks a jar and it makes noise. That was, I was expecting that to happen. That's always the, the trope. Uh, so because of the noise being heard uh, by the creature, Stephen then tries to draw its attention away as it slowly then horrifically climbs up uh, to him and Layla throws a jar back and they split up to avoid dying. And Stephen tries to squish it, but it isn't enough force to kill it. So we go to Layla, who climbs across a massive hole in the floor and uh, goes via the edge. And then she gets grabbed by the creature and dragged into the dark. And we hear the sound of struggles and Layla bursts out and they tussle until the creature gets thrown off the ledge uh, into the deep unknown with the help of a flare in its skull. And it takes her down with it. And uh, she's able to hold on magically and, and pick herself up to safety again. Very like tropey adventure, Indiana Jones type stuff. We even I mean, get, we even get a musical motif when we see that she's still hanging on. This is like the mummy yeah. And uh, have you watched? Have you watched all the mummy movies? I have watched all the mummy oh, movies. Yeah. Have you yeah. watched all the Indiana Jones? I have. Okay, great. Now write yeah. me this episode, and I want to <laughs> see all the tropes. What do you? Did got? you watch Uncharted and the Tomb Raider movies yet? Yeah, try. Yeah, you know it's that yeah. kind of thing. We get that. Da, 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 da. Yeah, but just let's just make sure we need. Let's. <laughs> but none of the damsel in the stress stuff. Let's just make yeah. sure we have we have explicit statements of I can do this myself. Got it. It's two fake outs within the space of 30 seconds. We see her get dragged into the dark and then she jumps out again. And then we see her get thrown off the ledge and then she climbs up again. It both fulfills and subverts the expectation. I'm like, pick a lane. (laughs) Oh, but no, no, it's good. It's good. It was weird to see this trope in this show because it's been very, it's done its best to subvert from that. But, you know, 
Ah, well, once, well, once you get well, inside well, a pyramid, you got to do what you got to do, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I was amazed I didn't see like Brendan Fraser just sort of rocking about. <laughs> uh, and uh, after that, uh, Layla looks over and sees that Harrow is just staring at her. So we then we go back to Stephen and he's found the tomb of the Pharaoh and he says, well, it's going to be one of the big ones. And uh, Mark doesn't really care because he cares more that Stephen kissed Layla. And despite being angry about that, he does appreciate that Stephen told Layla the truth about why he uh, disappeared. Yep. And Stephen, after uh, sees that the writing in the tomb is Macedonian, which means this isn't any old Pharaoh. It's the long lost tomb of Alexander the Great, the Greek warrior. And then we go back to Harrow and he, he compliments Layla's fighting skills, which she finds condescending. And Harrow speaks in Arabic and says, my little scarab, which is what Layla's dad used to call her. And he begins to properly sow the seeds of doubt again by telling her the truth that her husband's in pain and agony of judgment and sin. And he read uh, Stephen slash Mark's scales and they didn't lie. And Stephen, meanwhile, is psyching himself up to open the tomb and opens it. We see the mummified remains of Alexander the Great, and the Ukshakti is hidden somewhere within uh, where an average looter wouldn't think to find it. And since Alexander is the voice, Stephen realizes it's time to search the throat and mouth. And he opens up the wraps and finds the Ukshakti within the throat and mouth. And Mark says, really, really, like, into his, like, oh, yeah, that's it. Get it, get in there. <laughs> And it's the first time I've seen Mark have any emotion outside of really pissed this episode. Yeah. And I appreciated that. Yeah. And Harrow begins to tell Layla at the same time about how her father was murdered by mercenaries and no one knows who they were. And she says, Mark was one of them as a question. He says, you said it, not me. And Mark remembers, he says, everything that happens that day and everyone who died. But one man stands out, which was a man with a, sca- a scarf with the scarab details, which was handmade by his daughter. And then he asks, uh, then Layla asks if he's done. Um, and Harrow says that he hopes she finds closure and wakes up. So then Stephen afterwards, it takes out the Ushakti of Alexander, uh, of Alexander mm. and celebrates as Layla walks in. Ooh. Hope she finds closure and wakes up. Yeah. Interesting, mm. interesting choice of verb. Yeah. And uh, Layla comes in and seems like, we won. Look, we won. We won. And Layla doesn't care. She just wants to talk to Mark. And she asks if Mark can hear her. And she wants to know what happened to her father. And Stephen immediately lets Mark take her over control after she does a little shove. Yeah. And he, Mark's like, we just need, we need to go now. We have to go. I'll, te- I'll explain later. And he says, you know, I didn't kill her fa- uh, your father, but I was there. And, but his partner did it because he got greedy and executed everyone. And Mark tried to save her father, but he, he couldn't. And Layla gets angry that he brought a killer to her father. And Mark says that he was supposed to die too, but didn't. And he's wanted to tell her since they met. And Layla gets disgusted by this because that's why they met, because he had a guilty conscience, as she says. And before anything else can be resolved, Harrow's men arrive and Mark tells Layla to go and he'll hold them all off and grabs a weapon as he's surrounded by guns and soldiers. And Harrow walks in the room talking about how the first time he could hear Conchu uh, anymore was, he couldn't hear him anymore, was liberating. And the soldiers get closer and Mark goes on a spree going left and right attacking. But before he can do any proper damage, Harrow shoots him directly in the chest. Yeah. And then again, and Layla sees this too. We see her reaction and she's terrified and horrified. And the second blast propels Mark backwards into the water inside the tomb. And Harrow says as he dies that he can't save anyone who won't save themselves. 
And then we go upside down and we see Mark no longer falling in, through the water, but ascending into darkness from the water. And then we see a small little uh, bit of light which transitions into a torchlight. And the aspect ratio changes to four three. And it's, I uh, noticed that. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and it's uh, like an old Indiana Jones oh, type movie. It. Yeah, and it's it's this Englishman on an adventure, and he calms his companion down. He gets scared by skeletons, and uh, he says, "You know, we're searching for treasure," and he finds a statue of an ancient Aztec. And the companion says that he couldn't find it, but the Englishman, Doctor Stephen Grant, could. Mm. And I imagine this is where everyone goes, "What?" Mm-hmm. What, uh, I, I recognize that name and then we go to widescreen as we pan out and we see that it's on a TV screen and we're in a white room and uh, someone's calling bingo and this is Crawley the statue the human statue calling the bingo numbers oh. and he even has the hat that he's pulling the balls out of which is the same hat that he would use for money I miss that and we, we see someone playing with a Rubik's Cube uh, we see the female police officer from episode two is instead a nurse now handing out jelly to patients. I miss so and she much. goes, she goes to give pills to Donna from work from the first two episodes. Yeah. I missed all this. <laughs> yeah. We see, we see the guard from episode three who worked for, I can't remember his name, but the, the owner of the, uh, the massive ranch with the, the jousting, he's giving cupcakes to patients. Wow. And, he gives uh, he gives a cupcake to a lady who looks exactly like the lady who died in the first episode because of Harrow Scales, who's drawing Conchu's skull on a piece of paper. I caught the skull. <laughs> yeah. And then we pan over to Mark, who's just looking into a reflection of himself. Ah, now, I did recognize that was Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that was the difficult one. I wasn't sure if anyone picked up on that one. And then the police officer who died pops into frame as a nurse and uh layla then shows up and she's also uh in the mental ward uh, mental health ward and she's eating marshmallows like mm-hmm. we used to see her do and she notices that mark won uh the bingo and she says we won we won like steven said earlier oh, in the episode yeah, yeah. and uh mark then just sort of stares at his reflection and keeps saying steven steven and we do a close-up on his, on his face which transitions then into him oh no this isn't yeah so he stands up and gets dropped to the floor because he has an ankle restraint on him in I, the wheelchair. I got that. I yeah. picked up on that. Now, I don't know if you'll you'll get this very, very <laughs> subtle one. He drops an action figure, which looks like Moon Knight. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the police officer nurse picks him up as Mark stares at the action figure. And then we transition from that close up into Mark being told that, you know, he's struggling to tell what's real and what's in his head. And the person saying this is harrow yeah still ethan hawk but he just looks really well groomed he's got long hair he's got little glasses a nice little mustache looks good yeah and uh he talks about the movie that we saw which is called tomb buster on vhs and harrow says you know he he liked the villain and the plot does make a a meal of, (laughs) of all the lunar gods and in the office which people pointed out i didn't even realize until someone said it's the same office that we see in episode two. That, oh, is this the uh, one where he's getting, and, yeah. he's getting fired out of? Or? Uh, no, it's the one. It's the office where um, Layla and Steven are trying to run away uh, in oh, okay. Harrow's compound. Yeah. But it's just uh, decorated all white and pristine. And um, in the office, Mark looks around and he also sees there's a painting of the German village from episode one, which isn't in the, the Peak District as uh, I've been... Uh, very well told. Yeah. And uh, Stephen says he thinks he's drugged and he was because of his behavior. 
And Harrow says, oh, we, we live in a psychic world where two different things can be accurate depending on the context and perspective. He sees a writing utensil uh, from a pen and his dog sees a chew toy. And uh, Mark doesn't care. He's distracted by Harrow's cane and a fly that's flying around him like he's a corpse. And it all reminds him of something, of, of, of his past. And he asks about Stephen. How do you, you know Stephen? And uh, Harrow says, well, of course he knows Stephen, but Harrow wants to talk to Mark right now. And then Harrow says he can't help Mark if he can't help himself. And then it all comes flooding back. And Mark says that Harrow shot him and he looks around in fear and tries to escape looking around the room. And we see different jars that we saw from earlier and even a bust of Amit's head, uh, which is the golden crocodile. And then Mark tries to get out the room, but the door's locked. So the police guards come in and try and stop him, but he still escapes by snapping one of their arms. Mm-hmm. And, um, Harrow's very much like, no, don't, don't, don't hurt him. He doesn't know what he's doing. Just don't hurt him. He, he, he's, he's a victim in this. And uh, Mark starts running through the halls uh, and he's terrified and he bursts through all these doors, seeing that the lights swing back and forth, which obviously because his mental state is swinging back and forth. And he hides in a room with the sarcophagus, trying to open itself up from the inside. And as Mark opens it, it's Stephen. And they hug. That was cool. There are two different oscar isaac that was cool yeah it's really well done uh, i found out this is his his brother oh, oscar really? isaac's brother was like a body double for all the things they just sort of scoped his face uh, yeah. on later but no nah, i thought it was really well done and they they hug tightly and they celebrate but they wonder how they're both in separate bodies and uh, the two try and find a way to escape as mark sees another sarcophagus and they ignore it and it's also trying to burst itself open and they just keep going and then as they come to the main doors, we see a, a figure burst through this hulking creature and it's a hippo human god. And the massive creature just says hi really sweetly and femininely to which Stephen and Mark just scream in fear and the episode ends. And many memes were created from that frame. Oh, it's all right. Yeah. Well, you know how much I love a meme. Um, yeah, love a, love a good Moon Knight meme. I'm a memeable. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I- yeah that's that's the tomb i will say i thought this would be a longer note session but a lot of it happens just through not through dialogue just things happening and yeah that yeah you can cover that really quickly um so we got like four different fight scenes that you can just go they fight yeah um i'm uh yeah i mean as someone who's a a long proponent of the tv show lost uh this sort of an end sequence was right up my alley (laughs) I was sitting there going, oh, cool. okay, cool. What are the, where of us? And uh, I should have spent more time looking for the similarities, but uh, mm. uh, I missed a lot of the character duplicates. I did catch all the props. So, yeah. you know, the paintings and all that stuff. And granted, you know, lots of eyeline matches. Oscar Isaac looks off in one direction and they yeah. show you what he's looking at. And you go, oh, that must be. And you figure that out. Um, the characterization and the actors, that's a little bit more subtle. Mm. And I missed that. Uh, but an enjoyable. Yeah enjoyable thing especially if you're sitting there going okay i'm kind of done with egypt it's been two episodes yeah. i'm ready for a little bit and i was like whoa and you got a lot to talk about with two episodes to go and you sort of it, it's the thing of okay so we got four episodes we're, mm-hmm. we're down we have two episodes left obviously we can't have amit appear just yet and how are we going to resolve all of these things and i think we've we've sort of had more like so far I'd say going into this, we sort of knew that there were two different people of, of Mark and Stephen. 
And now, and obviously we get to see someone's life being thrown upside down from Steven's perspective, but now all of us, all, all, all three of us, uh, uh, the audience, Mark, Steven, everyone is thrown into a loop and we get to, we get to all learn together. I will say that we still have a few unknowns. We've got, yeah. we still don't know who is in control up on the roof in Egypt when yeah. it wasn't Mark and wasn't Steven. And I know there's a third sarcophagus or a second sarcophagus yeah. with someone trying to get out. So I know mm. that. And I think, Ooh, is there something there? Um, you know, I'm, I'm convinced this is a, this is a double bluff and this psychiatric ward is, 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 is not the reality it's been I've set up to be. I've seen enough lost. I've seen enough. I've listened to enough. Hello from the magic tavern to know when the, Oh, this is where you really are. can be a setup at times. And that's cool. I, it doesn't matter And if I'm wrong. And if this is the, the cool. And if I'm right, that's cool too. Um, I just want there to be just a fulfilling end to it. I do know that episode six is supposedly the shortest of the six episodes. Yes, I've, I've heard that. I've heard so that. So that's and people are concerned. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, having not seen episode five yet, if if that worries me. I get to hit episode five and go, oh, now I'm really worried because <laughs> there's this thing. Yeah. Uh. <sighs> i don't know um it's it's i'm sitting here feeling refreshed and we yeah. get to episode four and this big thing happens i go oh this makes me now want to watch episode five in a way that maybe uh you know there's there's a way somewhere i thought this episode was going it, it, it wasn't here <laughs> i thought this was the episode where we got um where we got conchu out of his uh little gift shop <laughs> shelf that he'd been putting yeah, that to was going into it, i was like okay I, I imagine this is either gonna end with with them getting country back or they'll get country back yeah. in the next episode and that that's how it'll close or they'll they'll do this and that and then harrow shoots the gun yeah that was the thing i didn't ex like every everything apart I was like even if country doesn't appear didn't expect the gunfire no. and i don't th I, I i know that's on purpose because harrow does it we've never seen him use what he just uses his 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 superpower touch thing yeah and yep. he's always been like i'm not the one who kills people yeah, so he's I mean. he's willingly doing this himself um there's always an episode whether it's he-man whether it's uh superman insert superpowers here where your yep. hero is forced with the challenge of in one episode can you save the day when you're just prince adam when you're just clark kent when you're just bruce wayne and can't rely yep. on the superpowers that you have always been blessed with and so that's why i thought this was how this was that episode and they yeah. would get to it and their reward would be now watch out because i got my suit back <laughs> um yeah it went the other direction totally so i'm very eager so as soon as we get done with this i'm gonna go ahead and turn on disney plus and uh and check out episode five because i need to see where it's gone it, i'm i was i'm looking forward to that discussion because we i get no spoilers but it'll, it'll be a nice it'll be a nice introspective of of the show uh, but from that introspective of, of this episode, trying to segue here, uh, just uh, our, our regular stuff, our favorite element. Well, it's got to be, it's got to be, yeah. it's got to be the pivot, doesn't it? It's got to yeah. be where you go, huh? 
<laughs> all right you're gonna change the game on me with 10 minutes and, and you know what? and not just a moment a lot of shows would just left it there and you would have had yeah. the sketch and it would have gone like lost would have had him looking around and seeing a bunch of stuff and finishing with the girl drawing the um conchu head and then yeah. steven opens his or mark opens his hand and you see it's the moon knight uh action figure and gone, yeah. lost and this didn't do that it gave me 10 minutes it gave me enough to go oh wow uh, where do i really and then went oh wait there was two of them and whoa there's an animated egyptian god with yeah. with, a, with a very fun playful female voice yeah uh, <laughs> what does any of this mean are they crazy are they i don't know um but but i'm i'm interested so that's got to be my, my my best yeah. moment or element or whatever it is we're talking about i think the fact you end it there and not at that thing because I, I have more questions with the hippo appearing and Mark and Steven being separate than I would of just, he he's in a mental hospital. Sure. Which I, th- I think for a lot of people, if it just ends with, with the reveal of it's a mental hospital, you go, uh, okay, let, let's see where this is. Oh, and even though it's... I'd, it's, still, be I th- re- I'd still be really yeah, cool with it. I but. think this, the thing is, this is really well done because yeah. there are a lot of shows when it's like, it's all a dream. You'll, you'll see the, the different things and they'll then flashback to what it is. And, you, and the fact they don't do that it's the subtle things there's just a dude with a rubik's cube they would have had him say you were the police officer on the roof <laughs> and and no i saw him the one you're drawing i saw yeah it, it doesn't yeah. do that yeah yeah it'd be like rubik's cube <laughs> boss from work <laughs> moon night toy and all that and i'm i'm, I'm glad they I don't know if subtle is the word because it's not subtle, but it's it's enough. It's showed, it showed on tell. Yeah, it respects the audience's yep. intelligence, and I really appreciate that. Agreed. Um, and I I do like that. I I was I really like uh, just because it, so it's something different. I really like Harrow and Layla's uh, conversation. I think they give both a, a night because he's he's so cold and chilled, and she gives every every bit of fear and um, like emotion and doubt you could possibly have and i really like it. it's a short exchange but it's really really nice and the shots as well they're, they're done in these really nice long shots and you just have the, the massiveness of the cavern i don't think it's them. i know this is my grumble but something i will say yeah. is it's amazing how much of that is forgotten the minute they switch yeah because i actually don't care about any of that because the you give me this new big bang and i'm looking over here and I, i've totally forgot everything that happened after sorry, before mm. that which is a shame because there are some really big character moments in that and especially the idea about um mark sought her out because her father was already dead yeah and that was the genesis of their relationship Ooh. And that we, I like that we we don't have to get a flashback and be like, oh, this is them meeting. We just get, we just get the truth. We don't have to visit it. We just hear it. And I think that hurts more because we get to see the emotion rather than the story. But it's also brilliant because it's nebulous, isn't it? Yeah. Because you just get you just get snippets. You get breadcrumbs. As the audience, I, I don't yeah. want to know everything. I don't want to be omniscient. Yeah. I want to find out when the characters find out. And so Mark's hiding it not only from Layla. He's hiding it from me. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. Uh, I guess a uh, little little grumble. You kind of said yours, but you can you can delve uh, more into it. I don't know if that's my grumble per se. Uh, it, it's just an unfortunate circumstance. Yeah. Uh, I guess it did feel like there was a lot. I think I said this part. There's a lot of mummy and Indiana Jones yeah, filler yeah. in this episode, where we were, like really this is just stalling until we get to our two big moments. Yeah, we get our set piece quarter of of the week. And yeah. We- 
it's it is that like the mummification or like the unchartedfication just for like a couple minutes but it's so it's it's the music motifs and everything they yeah. really delve into which i i get i get for you're in a you're in a tomb you're in an egyptian tomb sure why not steer into it i think there's a way there's when it's a bit too much again second time watching i oh. guess but even even then when i wrote it the first time yeah. in notes i was like she's gonna knock the vase and she's gonna be there and she's gonna and yeah yep but i want to say one last honorable mention for great things that yep. like fake video they made oh that oh was my great. word that must have been fun to do <laughs> it was so weird because i was watching it's like oh what's going on here and it like i i was totally just believing it was some weird like fever dream or whatever oh and then you said Stephen Graham. I like, thought it was just oh, some like no. really like like campy new character had emerged in the tomb. <laughs> but I'm like, why is he being shot in like 480p? I don't understand this. <laughs> uh, so I guess that just leaves our, our ratings. Oh, this is really difficult. Yeah. Oh, because it depends on what. It's hard because really it depends on where they go from this. Because someone listening back to this now, having seen five, could go, "You're an idiot." Because <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. On the strength of, see, a lot of stuff happened and a lot of stuff didn't happen. Yeah, the kiss happened. That's huge. Uh, the discovery of the tomb, Macedonian. Stephen got to geek out. These are all great things. Mm uh and then the pivot which was whoa um i'm gonna go eight and a half and i'm gonna be very tentative here um because i don't know what any of it means and a twist for the sake of a twist is not a that's lost as well a twist for the sake of a twist isn't necessarily a good thing so it depends i might retro retroactively at the end when we're all done this go back and say episode four what a world changer bam should upgrade that to 10 but for the time being i'm gonna say yeah. eight and a half uh had some nice character bits and it had a huge plot thing and so yeah. i've never i'll say this i've never been more interested in watching the next episode so my anticipation for the next episode 10 even though i haven't seen it yeah. but 10 uh the episode itself eight and a half yeah, no, it's it's a really interesting thing because for I'm I'm enjoying the episode and I'm liking the character interactions and then your final 15, 20 minutes is so earth shattering. I almost view it in its own little yeah. like bubble. But as as a whole, as this plot continues, I get so much more interested compared to when we did one division, episode four, whatever that was, I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. We're we're plotting along. I, I think. I think Monica gets thrown through the bookshelf, and then she's or, or whatever. I'm like, okay, cool. I think four, four is like the real world episode. I go, okay, yeah, yeah. There, there's some mysteries here. I wonder what's going on. And with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I don't even remember anymore. No. I think he kills the guy. He kills the guy. I think. I don't know. But no, from here I'm going. Oh, I, I, I have so many. I've had questions answered. But again, like Lost, I've got questions now that I'm asking, and yeah. not in a tedious way. I, I feel like deservedly wanting more and i like that and i'm, I'm gonna go with you it's uh, eight and a half as well because this is so and this is the series as a whole consistently every episode i'm wanting to come back and it ends where i'm wanting more but not in a dissatisfying way that i feel it's poorly paced it's just it knows where to end to keep people wanting to it come back and it knows where to tell its story it's hunger games in this and i mean yeah. that in regards to you've read the books they're not they're not particularly well written books suzanne collins is not a great writer but what suzanne <laughs> collins is good at is suzanne collins is great at knowing how to end a chapter 
yeah. and you end a chapter in a way that makes you go okay just one more chapter and next thing you know it's two in the morning and you finish the book uh which isn't a bad thing but it is going it's just kind of story good book not so much yeah this isn't i must say this is a bad, far from it but but it definitely more than anyone so far knows how to end an episode yeah yeah they're all they're all very impactful yeah. ones with the moon knight reveal two which is oh which one's two is that um is that the reveal i think it's the reveal that he oh yeah when they go to egypt and you have that yeah, big two, thing of, oh we're, two's, we're already here two's we're, we're in we're in egypt yeah yeah three is i i cannot remember i think three's well three oh, is three, yeah, three's, three's mark yeah three is the statue so you have all the very 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 memorable last frames and always here and different. the last frame yeah very different yeah so and and I, I appreciate that so from from there i guess thank you so much for listening when this comes out i'm hoping it's tuesday uh but either way uh this week we have our may the fourth episode of best from ever where we cover return of the jedi it'll be a, a fun start that was a fun discussion. one that was yeah it was a, re- a really good one i was thinking back with it I, I was really enjoying liam, it liam reached out to me and said how fun yeah. he thought it was which yeah. which he never does so <laughs> there we go i'm looking forward to hearing that back because those conversations I, I i wonder if they'll be harvested but I'm, I'm hoping my mic didn't peak at points oh. those, those were good discussions we'll see i drive and i listen and then every time there's something i want to harvest i just yeah. do a screen cap of of, of, <laughs> of, of a timestamp, and then i just go and do them on mass yeah nice uh we had our uh, best film ever quiz quiz seven the curious seven curious Find seven yeah interim champion yeah yeah who had to replace danny this time because he couldn't make it yeah, who's going to stand in as an interim champion? Yeah. So we can have our big ladder match later on or something. I don't know. Oh, what else have we had this week? That's, been, that's it. That's really it for the week. Yeah, yeah we've, we've had yeah. a kind of a low-key week without being low-key. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so thank you so much for listening to episode four of Dancing in the Moon Knight. I've been Ethan. And I've been Ian. And there are all these people that say that with podcasts, you can't help someone who doesn't listen to the podcast. We'll see you next week. That was terrible. That was terrible.